So, hello everybody. I'm very excited. It's a very special person in my life. Growing up taught me many, many things. He is currently the Senior Director of Chip Marketing at Marvell. Very excited to have my dad, Larry Tesdall. Hey, Dad. Patreon, Boys RS listeners, I can tell we're really enjoying this experience. So I've decided to upgrade our Patreon and what we offer. You'll get all of these episodes ad-free. You will get video of the actual interviews being done. On top of getting exclusive comedy episodes only available on Patreon. Make sure to check it out. The link will be in the description. Hey, Ian. Andy here. Yeah, no, I'm really excited you were able to come out. You know, we've been able to get some pretty quality guests. And I know for sure our listeners are going to be very excited to hear you, hear how, you know, you talk about things so they can get a little bit more of a sense of me and why I am the way I am. Um, but kind of just to get us going a little bit, I'm just curious, you know, when you were younger, when you were a kid, what sports did you play? And ultimately, what was the sport you kind of chose to or be specific in? I've always loved the water. The water okay. is definitely my thing um, in all sorts of forms. I definitely, uh, when we've had opportunity to water ski, I enjoyed water skiing a few times, not a lot, but mm-hmm. um even though I failed my first swimming class, I, <laughs> I went through all the possible swimming classes I could do at the local high school pool in the summer. Yeah. Uh, and I got tired of those and, or I finished all of those. So I did diving as well, just because I wanted to be in the water. So yeah, um, I'm definitely a swimmer. I love the water. Um, yeah. One of my passions right now is whenever I can, I skin dive. I love just oh, skin God. diving. That's yeah. So I, I I definitely remember, you know, always whenever we'd be, you know, at a different, you know, vacation place, whether they had a pool or not, you know, typically we, you know, you being the one leading us, you know, we'd always be in the pool hanging out and uh, Michaela, you know, my sister, your daughter, she's also known as the fish and how much she loved being in the water. And then I played college and water polo. So it's kind of just something that our family has always done. And I think Michaela that's so- was Michaela was fearless. She was scary in the water. When she was a yeah. little baby, yeah, she'd jump in even though she didn't know how to swim. She was scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean that. I definitely remember those kinds of things. Just her, like I guess seeing you and I doing it and having so much fun doing it. She just wanted to join in yep. and yep. that whole thing. And you know, we're glad that ultimately she's able to know how to swim now and um, that kind of thing. But kind of just moving into you know, when you were swimming in high school, were you confident you were going to do swimming in college or were you on the edge or ultimately what led you to make your college decision? So in high school, I swam a lot. That was my, I was, you know, a year round swimmer. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't play polo. I just swam. That was just okay. my preference. Yeah. Um, and I did have a club coach that said, you know, hey, if you want to, talk to universities, you could swim. But kind of at the time I decided, you know, I'm going to just focus on college um, yeah. and not have the distraction of the extra workout and stuff. I, I mean, I know, you know, you've done it. Uh, Michaela's done it. 
Uh, I respect all of the work you guys have done being in college and being an athlete. Uh, it's yeah. intense. Um, maybe I guess I took the easier route and uh, went down engineering or something. But uh, yeah, and I, I just I knew out of high school that I was just going to focus on college. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate you saying that for sure. I know, I mean, for sure she can attest to this, but yeah, it is really difficult. You know, it, it takes up at least as much time as, you know, one, two, maybe three classes sometimes. And, yeah. um, you know, being able to do classes separate from it, it's a lot easier to able to like focus and things like that. But, you know, everyone has a different path and that kind of, you know, leads me back to what college did you ultimately decide on and did you stay there? Well, so out of high school, I wanted to get a little bit of um, education in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I went to a Christian okay. college for the first year and a half. Uh, it happened to be Pacific Christian College at the time, which is now Hope International, which is basically right across the street from Caltech Fullerton. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I remember I did psychology, English, gospels, uh, you know, a Hebrew history, that kind of thing at Pacific Christian College. And then um, basically the when I was in second year, I knew when I was going into college, I was not planning on being a pastor or a youth director or anything. I wasn't, I did, wasn't looking for a full Christian education, but I wanted some more knowledge. So uh, then basically after like the second semester, um, no, second year, I uh, talked to Pastor Fullerton and said, hey, can I come? Uh, finished my education over here, and it was so much easier than it is today. But I transferred over um, and started marine biology. Okay. And I first transferred as a marine biology student. I uh, loved animals. I actually took animal animal behavior in high school as an option class and everything. Um, but then I my first biology class, I went on a, a project with some senior or basically master's students. Okay. And they were talking about jobs after college. And one guy said, well, maybe I'll get a job counting fish in Alaska. And I said, uh, I think I want a little bit more security. Yeah. Than that. Okay. Yeah. Just hoping something and yeah. then having to move there, you know, taking right. the whole family with you, that kind of thing. I understand. So, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> at that point, I then started saying, uh, do I really want it? <laughs> down this major and bottom line i switched to engineering and then okay. uh, got an engineering degree at cal state fullerton okay that's great and i mean i guess growing up i appreciate the stability being able to grow up in the same house my whole childhood uh, that's definitely something i'm very proud to say because of that stability you know always knowing what what the schools are going to be what is going on in the area um, that's really good instead of having to, you know, constantly be moving and make all those new relationships. And I really appreciate that looking back on that and kind of after college, I'm just curious, how quickly were you able to find a job or get a solid kind of career path being in the engineering, you know, world? Um, I got very, I was very fortunate at the time. Um, my father was an engineer at um, it was Ford Aerospace at the time. That was a company that Ford owned that did aerospace pro defense products. 
And uh, about my junior, I think the summer of my junior year at Cal State Fullerton, I got an internship. And so I worked just in the summer okay. uh, drawing schematics uh, uh, at Ford. And then from there, uh, I worked two summers and I worked part time. Some like my senior year, I worked part time there also. And that kind of just morphed when I was ready to graduate. Um, they offered me a couple of positions and I got to pick one. Um, okay. So it, it kind of rolled into it. It was uh, okay. pretty, pretty straightforward. That, very that, fortunate. that definitely is something that, yeah, like you're saying is very fortunate because especially nowadays with everything, it's hard to get that job right away. Yeah. Even the ability to like pick what you wanted to do, having that all set up is it, that sounds really nice. And how, how long were you at the Ford company and ultimately what made you decide to move on to bigger and better things? So I worked at Ford, um, did a few design jobs, worked on different projects for total some time, including the two sort of years for internship. I worked about eight years there. Okay. Um, and what happened was the last, one of the last jobs I did, I was working for um, a project that was building a chip um, with a company that had a local office. And so in that whole process, it was about a two year process to make this chip. I got to know the people at this other company. Um, and I, I was, I wanted to try and do something other than build defense products. I mean, some of the, the missiles that they did was really interesting and, and uh, incredible technology that they did. But I wanted to try different things, you know, PlayStation or, you know, disk drives or computers. Yeah. Okay. So those, that group of people I was talking, uh, that I worked with, they offered me a job. Oh, okay. And so then I switched. And then, then basically I went from designing the chip to helping other people design chips. Okay, kind of being the connector, or, yes. or so to say. Yeah, exactly. okay. That's awesome. And what was the name of that company? And color. And color. Look sharp, wrinkle, and stain free clothing. Make sure to check it out. Our listeners will be getting a free tie with any purchase with code BOYSRUS. Go ahead, put that code in at checkout and you'll be getting a free tie. Check out and collar. That was LSI Logic at the time. Oh, LSI. Okay, now we're getting into start of like, you know, what I'm remembering. But you remember you now. Yeah, and I definitely remember LSI as one of like the highlights of your career. You know, like you were definitely never having to deal with too many different negative things. Like you were, for the most part, like happy and, you know, pretty content working at LSI. Even so, you got a sabbatical. I remember that. And, uh, we no, got a, yeah, we got a month off and we got to go to Hawaii with uh, yeah. my family. That was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Which islands was was that? We were Kauai. Okay, um, yeah. Four four weeks on Kauai. Yeah, I mean, by far one of my, you know, highlights of childhood, going to Hawaii and Kauai and all the different places and being with family and that kind of thing. And that all comes from, you know, being in a solid, stable kind of workplace and, you I'm know, it's fortunate. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I mean, that kind of goes to show like with your consistency, you know, you're continuing to all, like, I always remember you working hard always and, you know, putting in the extra effort that was needed, you know, never being like, oh, I've done enough being like, always there's more, you know, and that, that's a big part of where I get my drive from, but kind of, you know, moving through your time at LSI, I remember not very specifically, but what was the reason you left and ultimately got your new job at, I believe, QLogic? So what happened at LSI was that they were consolidating offices, taking smaller offices. And I was in a smaller office in Orange County. Okay. And they were taking that and moving it into uh, basically putting everybody up in the Bay Area. And so they closed our local office. Uh, and I was supporting customers in Orange County. Um, and then when I, when we, as in my customer and, and I and the people in the design center knew yeah. that they were closing, then we started looking around and my customer basically, QLogic hired me. Okay. Okay. So they were able to kind of be like watching you before you were actually like a part of their company to be Correct. like, you know, we like Larry, we like what he's about and bringing you into QLogic. What, what was one of the biggest differences from working at LSI and QLogic? Wow. Uh, well, I mean, one of the biggest things was I worked from being a helping people make chips mm -hmm. to making chips. Oh, so okay. Really it was, stepping in. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a different side. And that's one of the reasons why they hired me is mm -hmm. because I had experience on the other side making okay. doing the physical design you know yeah. doing the finish and all that side understanding the layout and that portion of the design mm -hmm. so then i switched you know hats basically and started working with qlogic and uh helping them do design and and making okay. it better yeah and that definitely sounds like you were a little bit more hands-on and able to have more say in things and that sounds like a nice like change of pace after you learned everything, you're able to like get more involved with it. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely at LSI, I probably helped design, I don't know, 20, 50 different parts, but I never saw one. But uh, when I was at when I was at QLogic, yeah. We went through the process, we built it, it came back, yeah. we put it on a board, we put yeah. it on a computer, we yeah. saw it work. Yeah. And my, my perspective growing up, it was that cycle of when a chip's coming out, it's the crunch time, you know, we got to get what we need, you know, in order to make sure it's good for the customer. But then after it's been released, it's like, uh, like, you know, <laughs> complete relax and you're able to, you know, take a few days off here and there and that yeah. kind of thing. So That's totally true. Very much. Yeah. I definitely have, you know, specific memories of like crunch time and then, you know, time that we were able to like relax a little more and see you more and that <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, but kind of going into the, you know, special niche we were talking about, you know, engineering management, what was your first role in that? Was it at QLogic or LSI? And then what led you to the role you're in now basically so i started in i started management actually at lsi okay um started basically doing the design center management managing the design center and and 
at some point in time is kind of managing this smaller office we had. So yeah, taking care of supplies and dealing with rent and all the other stuff, but also okay. mainly managing the design team. So I had some experience there. Um, and then at QLogic, so I didn't have as much experience as some of the people at QLogic. Okay. But I had more management experience. Yeah. So after I learned a little bit uh, about the process at QLogic, yeah. I pretty quickly moved into management in that role at QLogic. Okay. And then as I got more experience learning that side of the engineering chip design, then I was able to, you know, manage a few more people, not just a few projects or a portion of a project. Yeah. A little bit more expanded role. Uh -huh. Yeah, definitely. And I, I also remember one of the cool things you were able to do was actually manage a group in India. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit, I, I guess, about that group and, you know, your experience traveling to India. I mean, I never got like a mature adult view of what it was i only got like a kid's perspective so i'd love yeah to so we um so we built up a team in india it was in pune india but it's right okay. near bombay okay uh india people hear bombay or bollywood uh that's oh, okay. the bollywood is yeah bombay, which okay it's now called mumbai but okay that it's in that area of india yeah. okay and um it was really a special, we had a design group that was working there um, and I was managing them. Um, cool. It's a wonderful country. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely a country of extremes. I, whenever people <laughs> ask about India, it's extremes. It's extreme wealth, extreme poverty. Okay. Uh, incredible smells, incredible taste. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's uh, an amazing country. Would you almost describe it as it's either really one way or the other, and there's kind of not really in between, like there's no middle class or there's no like that kind of thing? Or what would you say? I would say um, from a class point of view, there's all classes. There's really high okay. class. Yeah. And there, I saw people that their job was crushing rocks by hand okay. to wow. make road base. Okay. That's so, an experience that that was something that hearing that now, you know, you probably wouldn't share that with a kid, but hearing that now it's like, wow, that's very different. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. Um, I, the thing I, the thing I remember one of my coworkers that went with me, that took me there, he had his belt that needed rivet that was broken. Yeah. He was in the office at mm -hmm. the work office. Yeah. He needed this belt fixed. There was an office boy assigned to their office. He said, Hey, my belt needs fixed. Yeah. Kid took the belt, went away, came back yeah. to lunch, and it was fixed. Wow. I have That's no idea where I'm yeah. from. Yeah. But there was enough, he knew enough people in the city, yeah. and there's enough people to put rivets and belts. Yeah. Yeah. That he did it and came wow. back. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, that's what, like, I mean, having that kind of job nowadays you wouldn't have something like that in america, ever, Not in america. but like yeah. but like the fact that there's a role for that and you know he did his role well i guess is yeah pretty interesting but yeah like learning those facts like now that's that's very very different you know very different and um yeah and you went two times for that or just i once? go i get to, i got to go twice one time was okay. relatively quick another time i had two weekends to explore. Okay. More. Okay. Yeah. And did you go on that one with mom? Mom hasn't gone with either one. Okay. 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 She, I, 
She's sworn that I must take her back next time. But I know you've traveled to other different places and she's gone to like at least some. So yeah. Wh which ones are those? She she was able to go with me to Israel. Oh, Last Israel, that's it. Israel. That's it. Okay. Another really big one. Yeah. So I guess I know we heard about India. Could you describe Israel a little bit as well? Oh, another, another different, totally different country. Yeah. Okay. Vortex Swim Club. We are continuing to grow in Long Beach. We are still accepting all abilities, ages four to 17. El Doctor, or Jesus, our editor, is running the Aquatics Yoga program. And remember, that is for ages 18 and over, our adult program. Check it out, vortexswim.org, for more information. Israelis are well-educated. I mean, I think the, the literacy rate is probably like 99% in all of Israel. It's super, super high. Wow. That's incredible. Whoa, I, I they have a clue. They have a bunch of technology companies around Tel Aviv. Google, Amazon, IBM, you know, uh, Apple, okay. tons of technology companies around Tel Aviv. Okay. Yeah. So, well, what, what it was is I was working with a team doing a chip. It was a in California, we was doing one type of chip. They were doing a different type of chip, but I was okay. kind of a liaison with them uh, on some uh, of the parts we were doing and they were okay. doing. Okay. And so I, um, I, believe I got to go to Israel three times and mom got to go the last time. Yeah. Okay. Um, a very, you know, certainly a very different, uh, you know, uh, different country, um, mm -hmm. much more European style, um, mm -hmm. in many ways, okay. um, uh, many, a lot of English speakers. So yeah. easy to get around. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, a very interesting country, but a lot of really smart people. That's that's definitely a good take on it and something that I didn't really realize. You know, it's always been that kind of idea that it's just different than the rest of the world as far as each country has its own unique, you know, thing. And Israel having that is pretty cool to say, like, they have some smart, high-quality people. And I didn't even realize they had all those companies there. Um, but that just, I guess that kind of leads me into, you know, now that you've basically gotten yourself to this established point, what are you doing now? And how much longer do you expect to keep on doing it? So right now I'm managing a group, uh, mainly in California, um, and somewhat managing two groups, but not directly. Okay. Uh, but I'm managing a group designing chips. Okay. I'm also actually right now typing emails up working on hiring a group in India again. Oh, other okay. group. We're establishing a design group in Pune oh. again. Okay. Were you able to get that guy? Uh, it's in the process. Okay. Uh, that's part of the work I've got to do right now. Okay. Is, uh, okay. Yeah. There's yeah. A, uh, a, an engineer that's a really high quality guy that we've yeah. known for years. And yeah, yeah. he said, yes, okay. uh, we just got to get all the details done. Okay. All right. That's great. I, I know, I just remember you had talking about it and how hard you were kind of working to get this kind of person because it would be able to make so many other things fall into place. Correct. You know, having someone that you can trust over there, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a, uh, that, uh, kind of a cornerstone to the group, the central guy for the group. So yeah, okay. if I can get all the logistics done in my company and get yeah. hired, it'll be yeah. a good setup for the rest. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm doing that. Um, we're finishing up a chip right now. We're starting to talk about the next generation chip. Yeah. On the side, I'm kind of, I've always 
loves really good teachers. Um, and people that throughout my life, people have said, if you had infinite money, if you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And teaching is one of the things that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. So besides this group and, and continuing the job I'm doing right now, yeah, I am looking into potentially setting up to maybe be a math teacher. Yeah. And uh, I definitely remember like Michaela specifically like talking about how hard you're working on it and how it's almost like transformed from like you were just taking some classes to now you're like, very serious about this kind of desire. And I'm just kind of curious as far as being a math teacher, what's the ideal age you'd like to teach? And would you want to stay with that or go older? Um, right now I'm thinking junior high. Okay. Um, the typically junior high will go up through algebra or geometry. Okay. Um, and those are pretty good basic classes. Um, I am planning on taking retaking calculus. I had to take it in engineering in college. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, I've only just started this process, but yeah, uh, I think uh, junior high is a bar I think I can make. And okay. we'll see on high school. Yeah. Uh, you know, high school typically you will have some students that'll do calculus, mm -hmm. and whether or not I'll be good enough in calculus to teach it, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely see like for how like I know you and how you work like a few years in junior high and it'll be like, you'll be almost wanting to teach harder things now. So you'll be like, oh, I want to go do the high school calculus and then you'll be taking classes for statistics and other things and, you know, maybe way down the line, you know, maybe you're teaching a college math class, you know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We all think about teachers we've really appreciated. Yes. And that have meant a lot to us. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that's, I think more than, than harder or difficult is being that kind of a role model or, a, yeah. you know, the kind of teacher that everybody wants to have. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know how much it means to have like a quality teacher versus a not as quality teacher and the difference that can make on a child's education completely. And um, it's really, really good to be able to catch up with you and hear all these different kinds of stories and what your future is looking like in the world of teaching. And just to kind of wrap us up, if you could leave us with a bit of advice that you live your life by, what would it be? You know, I've I've listened to the I've got to got to tell a little story. I listened to your podcast. Yeah, I knew this. I knew this question was coming. Coming, okay, I did at the end. And uh, I won. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> uh, so I will tell you what your uncle would always say. Your uncle yeah. Gary would say okay. his, his advice would be drive fast, take chances. Okay, drive fast, take chances. That's not like actually that. my total oh. recommendation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And that's your 12-year younger brother, by the that's way. That's my 12-year younger brother, Yeah, so. uh, which is a good guy. Uh, great. He's great. Just a little different take on life, yes. I guess. What would yours be? Mine would be um, go after your passions. Okay. Uh, don't, don't, be, ha don't be afraid of trying something different. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, be able to pivot. Yeah. If, you know, something's not working. Okay. Uh, you know, try something else. Don't be afraid yeah. to make mistakes. Yeah. Okay. 
I definitely think that's like very well said and, you know, seeing from how you've lived your life, it's very, very much a testament to the way you've raised me and a lot of what I do. And I really, again, appreciate you taking the time and doing this. Um, I hope it didn't take too much time out of your work day. Or... That's great. No, it's good to talk with you. No problem. Yeah.